The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum. We're going to break down the giant safety position on today's podcast. But before that, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing okay, but I do want to start off by apologizing to our listeners if I sound uh, worse than usual. I am having issues with my mic. I got it functioning, so at least you can hear me, but we'll get this straightened out. Chris, I think you actually sound pretty good right now, so it's a little bit better than it was before, so hopefully the audience agrees, but let's dive into the safety conversation, Chris, because Ed and I have been doing this this piece covering the entire Giants depth chart where we single out a position, and then we say if they are better or worse than the position last season, and I've done a bunch of different position groups, and there's only one position group that I believe the Giants are worse in, and that is the safety position. And mainly, it's due to the fact that Julian Love is no longer here. And I get it. Julian Love doesn't have star power. He's not one of those guys that you look at like, oh, they have Julian Love. This defense is set. But I feel like he was a glue guy, as we would say. He is adhesive because he kept this defense together and he wore many hats. And I think when Xavier McKinney ended up getting hurt in Cabo, breaking his hand, Julian Love had to step up into his role, which affected the entire defense a little bit, despite the fact that the Giants still were able to maintain respectable enough defense outside of their run defense, which isn't particularly the safety's fault. But I think the loss of Julian Love is important, and I think it might be felt on this defense. And I wanted to ask you, Chris, do you believe the Giants are better or worse than they were in 2022? I think right now, on paper, they are worse at the safety position, at least as compared to where they were a year ago in July of 2022. And like you said, I think it is because of the loss of Julian Love. I he was a glue guy, like you said. He is, I think, pretty underrated as far as the impact he had on the team as a whole because he he didn't just wear a lot of hats. He wore pretty much every hat he was asked to do. The, uh, just about the only position he didn't play for the defense at some point was nose tackle, and he probably would have lined up head up on a center if he was asked to do. He even played special teams. He did just about everything for the Giants over the last three, four years. And that's really impressive considering the guy was a day three draft pick and a converted cornerback. And the, when, 
Xavier McKinney got hurt. The stepped down from McKinney to Love wasn't that significant. And that was a big reason why the Giants defense, it wasn't great last year, but it was able to continue to function. It was able to continue to make clutch plays at big moments. And McKinney was a big reason why. And yes, the Giants are getting, I'm sorry, Xavier, uh, Julian Love was a big reason why. The Giants are getting Xavier McKinney back as compared to not having him for the majority of last year. But now they have to figure out what that number two safety position is going to be. And that, I think, is the big question with the secondary. Yeah, if I want to take my my previous thesis that the Giants were are, are worse at the safety position, but if I want to try to flip that and be like, well, how could they be better? It's obviously you have Xavier McKinney, so plug him in as your starter maybe another year under his belt. He hopefully will be healthy the entire season, knock on, on wood that will allow your safety position to be better. But it's who's going to step up at number two, right? You have guys like Dane Belton who are going to have another year under their belt. They're not a rookie anymore. Maybe he could step up. You brought in Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain is going to be worse than Julian Love in terms of run support, which is important. But I also appreciate how Bobby McCain positions himself in the correct uh, alignment, correct leverage, understands how to attack, is quick out of his breaks, can really stick on the hip of wide receivers and be disruptive. I like how he plays in coverage. Now, he's also, I believe, getting a little bit older at this point, but the run support aspect of it is going to take a hit in terms of step down from Julian Love. And then there's Nick McLeod. Nick McLeod is a player the Giants just brought in around, I think it was the Green Bay Packer game. He had a big play on Randall Cobb that uh, ended up really being a, a, a huge point of the game, and we didn't necessarily know it at the time. And Nick McLeod was safety, or now he's being moved to safety, but he was a cornerback. He was a slot nickel kind of guy. But if you look back on Nick McLeod, he was somebody who was really good at tackling last year, really efficient, wasn't really fooled all that much. I think he only had like one or two missed tackles the entire season, and he consistently overachieved relative to what his expectations were in terms of just maybe what a lot of fans thought, or maybe I'm just speaking of myself and I'm projecting. But I think Nick McLeod could be that player that if he can step up and assume the Julian Love role that can really make this Giants safety group better than it was last year. So that's the one player I'm really looking at, despite the fact that you have Dane Belton and Bobby McCain, who you just brought in. Yeah, and I think I I agree. I think Nick McLeod is kind of the X factor with this group because we don't really know what to expect from him because he is transitioning from being a cornerback or a, a nickelback to a full-time safety. We saw in OTAs and minicamp, he was running with the ones, but we don't know whether or not that's going to transfer to training camp in the preseason because as Brian Dable said, yeah, the spring period, that's when you're trying things out. Yeah, That might not necessarily be what the the depth chart looks like in training camp. That might not be how things shake out once pads go on and you start scrimmaging and actually playing against opposing teams, not your own guys. And things start getting to be more and more realistic. Yeah. That I'm still kind of looking at Bobby McCain as the veteran, as a guy who has started games at safety in the NFL as kind of the default number two safety, the the replacement for Julian Love. And 
the two do have a pretty similar path in the NFL coming out of college as a cornerback, transitioning to safety, wearing a lot of hats. And yeah, I'm not sure if McCain is as good a player as Julian Love was because Julian Love does have that, that downhill mentality. He was completely fearless, sticking his nose just into the dirt, getting his hands dirty, and really being active in the run game, coming downhill with authority, being an effective blitzer, as well as an effective coverage player. And that is important for the safety position. Looking at it right now, I do wonder if this number two role could be very fluid and entirely dependent on the matchup where if the safety is going to have to play the run more, maybe Nick McLeod and Dane Belton get more of those snaps. And if the safeties are going to be needed in coverage more, then perhaps Bobby McCain gets more of those snaps. And if Wink Martindale wants a blitzer, then maybe Dane Belton is the guy on the field because he did a lot of blitzing in college. Or even... Jason Pinnock, possibly, who I felt like did a pretty good job blitzing as well. I mean, he's a long, pretty explosive type of safety. And I think Dane Belton is one player that is very interesting because I was under the impression that he was benched because he he missed that run fit against Damian Pierce that led to the 44-yard rush. He played a lot in the Detroit game, but then after that, you kind of just saw him riding pine. But I believe in a podcast that he was on, and I don't remember the podcast, he mentioned that he re-injured his collarbone, and that was one primary reason why he wasn't seeing the field as much as we expected down the stretch of the season. So now we just kind of look at Dane Belton, and we somewhat write him off as a Giants community. Maybe not write him off, but we're just like, hey, we have Bobby McCain, Nick McLeod, and, and Dane Belton will have his role, but we'll see. But maybe Dane Belton can seize the number two spot as well, as you just alluded to. And you think back to the Ravens game, a couple other, a couple other instances Chris, if he just secured some of those interception chances that he positioned himself well to obtain, what would our opinions be of Dane Belton? In the Ravens game alone, he almost had two interceptions. One like bounced off of his helmet in the red zone. It would have been a red zone interception, I think, on a target to Mark Andrews. Another one went through his hands where Lamar Jackson really was careless with the football. So I just always think, Chris, what would our opinions of Dane Belton be if he just secured two or three of those interception chances that were kind of right in his grasps? Yeah, probably very different than they are now. But of course, there there is a reason why some of these guys are playing defensive back and not wide receiver. Yeah, interceptions. It coming down with the ball is obviously very important. But also talking about positioning, playing the ball in the air, and just giving yourself the opportunity is important. And we shouldn't forget that with respect to Dane Belton and also Bobby McCain, for that matter. Yes, Bobby McCain as well. I think he falls into that bucket. And you're also right, man. Like, if you go back to his tape in Iowa with Dane Belton, to me, that was his trait that got me most excited was his ability to bait quarterbacks in one direction to act as if he is going to give a throwing window to his left by moving to the right. And then once a quarterback rears back to throw the football, he just jumps and undercuts it. He had, what, five interceptions, if I'm not mistaken, in his junior season at Iowa, his last season on campus. So, I think that can translate, and I think we even saw it last year. It's just he didn't secure those interceptions. So he's somebody, man, turnovers are everything. The Giants were last in in interceptions last year, tied for last with the Raiders with like six. That needs to change, and I think Dane Belton can be the impetus to that change at the safety position specifically. But Chris, before we talk about some of these other safeties on the back end and just 
three safety sets and some of the things that we might be seeing from the safety group. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. So Chris, we talked about Bobby McCain and Dane Belton being players that position themselves well. They have good eyes in terms of their ability to read routes and, and know where to be and understand that quarterbacks are going to try to use anticipation to throw to certain routes and they can position themselves to knock the ball away or come away with turnovers. I think both of those players do that well, but I also think just going back to his Houston tape, Javarius Owens is a player, the seventh round pick by the New York Giants, who struggled in run support. Hopefully that can be rectified, but was someone who put himself in a position to come away with turnovers and knock passes away in big clutch third down situations. So Javarius Owens, he could have a shot at this roster as well. And I think if he does similar to Dane Belton, but maybe Dane Belton's a little bit different because he broke his collarbone early in the season and, and missed the first week of the, uh, of the season last year, but could work his way throughout the season into the lineup. And maybe you'll start to see him in those dime and quarter packages. That very well could happen. I think with these guys on the back end of the roster, particularly at the defensive back and really particularly at the safety position, how they play on special teams is going to be absolutely key to them making the roster. And with Javarius Owens struggling a bit in run support, it, He's going to have to play on coverage teams, hands team as well being a DB, but maintaining lean discipline, wrapping up when the ball carrier, in this case, the punter kick returner, come to him being an effective tackler, that I think is going to be incredibly important to him making the roster and really forcing the Giants to potentially keep five safeties, which that might be a little bit more than we or a little bit unlikely, but we also know Wink Martindale does love him some three safety sets. So maybe they want to keep five or potentially six safeties or safeties and nickel players, which I actually want to bring a name in that isn't on our list right now. And that's uh, Radarius Williams for the giants, a guy who he was making plays over the last couple of years as another late round draft pick. I remember watching him on tape in college and thinking, this guy's a safety. I, I don't know that he's a cornerback. I don't know if he's got the feet and hips to play cornerback, but he did have a tendency to be around the ball in training camp before he got injured. And maybe that could translate if the Giants like this cornerback to safety skill set which we know the Giants are positionless type of defense so some of those players who they teeter the line like a Nick McLeod between a corner and a safety maybe you're going to see them at safety especially if we see these lighter packages in third and six plus type of situations which we saw last year so a couple other players before we get into some of the other pressing questions at the safety position alex cook he's a udfa from washington who i believe is probably destined for the practice squad we went over him a little bit on the udfa show a little while ago but last year's udfa who we haven't talked about in a while trenton thompson is a player that i was interested in when the giants signed him they didn't draft him they signed him right and if I remember correctly in the Jet game in the preseason, he had a couple really nice plays where he was covering, I think, Tyler Conklin, who was a starting tight end in this league really well. I think he blitzed and hit, I think it was Joe Flacco for a, an incomplete pass. Reminded me <laughs> kind of of Jason Pinnock, who I believe was playing for the Jets in that same game. But then he was also burnt 
or just fooled on a touchdown to Jeff Smith, if I'm not mistaken, now a current giant. So this is where it gets really interesting. But <laughs> I liked is tape Trenton Thompson. I think the Giants additions at the safety position may prevent him from actually making a spot, you know, top 53 spot on the roster, and he might be destined for the practice squad yet again. But he is somebody I kind of wanted to just bring up to be like, hey, let's not forget about him. Maybe with a really good training camp, he is somebody who could actually stick on the roster. But I think he does need that really good training camp. Yeah, I think that's kind of something each of these guys in this after the after Xavier McKinney and then the three potential number twos the Giants have. I think all of them are kind of going to be in competition with each other, and they're all going to need a good training camp and impact plays over the course of the preseason. And they each of them do bring something different to the table. They each do have skill sets that could allow them to make the roster. They could force the Giants hand, but they're it's not a given. They're going to have to do it themselves. And they each bear watching as training camp gets underway. So the importance of safeties for this defense, I believe it can't be overstated, right? Because the Giants last year, they lost Xavier McKinney, and we saw that they had to really rely on guys like Landon Collins and, and Tony Jefferson, who are no longer with this team. But we knew the Giants had nothing at linebacker. But they still, or now I should say, they have Bobby Okereke. So I don't believe they're going to have to use seven-plus defensive backs as much as they did last year, which I believe was 10%, which is an insane number. And they were using it on like first and 10 down in the red zone against Green Bay and just kind of crazy stuff like that. But you know that the Giants want to have a physical presence when they are in lighter packages. So that would more than likely lead you to the safety position and not corners. And we know we're going to see three safety sets, sometimes four safety sets out there, which could have Xavier McKinney, Nick McLeod, Bobby McCain, Dane Belton out on the field all at once, depending on the matchup. We know Wink Martindale likes to get really creative with his personnel packaging and how he deploys it. So with that said, I don't know how much Bobby Okereke is going to come off the field, Chris, but do you believe Xavier McKinney will still wear that green dot? because of the fact that the Giants like to use lighter packages. Again, I don't think it's going to be as much as last year because Okereke is athletic enough, long enough, physical enough to be on the football field whenever you want to be light. But I still believe if there has to be one person wearing the green dot, it's more than likely going to be Xavier McKinney. What do you think? Yeah, I think so as well, just because unless he gets hurt, Xavier McKinney is definitely not coming off the field for even one snap. He is going to be a full-time, every-down player for the Giants. And also, this is Wink Martindale. He runs what I like, what I like to think of as a rear-engine defense, yeah, which is a little weird to think about considering the defensive tackle group, the defensive line group, is probably the strongest position group on the entire roster. But this defense is played... From the back forward. Yeah, there the engine in this defense, the engine in this car is in the rear. It is powered by the secondary. The secondary allows everything else. It enables everything else that Wink Martindale wants to do 
on defense. So it really only makes sense that the quarterback of the defense is going to be your free safety, your number one safety, because they get the broadest view of the field. They're the guy, he's the guy who's never going to be coming off. And it's already kind of his job to, in a more normal defense, to communicate in the secondary group. So just give him the duties of communicating with the whole defense and having that broad field vision. And if you just think back to some of the big plays Xavier McKinney made throughout the season, I mean, he had the fourth and one tip at the goal line against uh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay back in week five, I believe that was. Remember, that was a huge play. Even in the playoffs, there was like a second and six or something, second and seven. Justin Jefferson ran a dig route. Xavier McKinney was put in conflict, and he read that the ball was intended for Justin Jefferson. He drove down on it, popped the ball up in the air, and it was almost intercepted by Julian Love. I believe he had a couple PBUs against the Carolina Panthers as well. There were a lot of plays where Xavier McKinney positioned himself advantageously to get the Giants' defense off the field. And this is somebody who missed most of his rookie season. He missed most of last year. If we can get a healthy Xavier McKinney, maybe we can see the consistent ball production that we saw a little bit back in 2021, specifically against the Raiders and teams like that. And I just think now that he is handling a lot of different responsibilities, it just puts another, uh, it just gives your defense more upside than maybe you even had before, because you don't know if he's dropping, you don't know if he's playing man coverage like he did against TJ Hawkinson. You don't know if he's coming on the blitz like he did a lot last season as well. And we didn't see that as frequently in Patrick Ram's defense. So I'm really hoping for a Pro Bowl type season for Xavier McKinney, and I think it's attainable. But Chris, anything else on the safety position before we get out of here? You know, I do want to talk about the the way Wink Martindale uses the safeties and particularly his use of the three safety set. You know, you mentioned before that with Bobby O'Karake, and we talked about it quite a bit in a linebacker show, the Giants aren't going to have to have as many defensive backs on the field as they necessarily did last year, at least if all goes well. But that doesn't mean they won't. Yeah, As we've said time and time again, this is a Wink Martindale defense. He loves him some defensive backs. He loves having quick, athletic guys on the field. He loves being able to disguise his coverages and disguise where he's going to be sending pressure from. And having a diverse group of DBs and the safety position in particular, that gives him a lot of flexibility. Now, I don't particularly expect to see this a lot, but I also don't think the Giants are going to have to really rely on having a base defense or a particularly heavy defense to stop the run on early downs, partly because of how good and how deep their defensive line group is and how big their defensive line group is. But also we have seen in the past, you know, mostly at the college level, but it's starting to trickle up to the NFL with the, uh, the Iowa state stack dime where you have, basically a dime package as your base defense, but because of alignment and the speed of the defense, you're able to use a big defensive line to account for gaps with a tight front and then use your defensive backs to flow towards the football. And with this group of safeties combined with this big defensive line, the giants have built, 
I think that could be in the cards for them when they want to use it, not necessarily because they have to use it. Exactly. And we have the defensive coordinator in place and now that can install something like that just in specific situations against specific opponents and can really, I guess, just put his players into the right position. If it doesn't work, he can scratch it. Again, it's one of the things I love most about Wink Martindale. And it's one of the things I don't think he gets enough credit for. He's just, everyone just kind of has the opinion like, oh, he just blitzes a lot. That's what he's all about, pressure. And he is about pressure. But at the same time, it's how he employs his personnel. Not every defensive coordinator does that. He uses every defensive player on the roster and puts them into positions to have success. And remember, last year, they didn't have the best personnel. Chris, and they were able to do what they did. And I think that's really important. And I think we got to keep that in mind now that they have upgraded the personnel and with guys like Deontay Banks and players like Bobby O'Karake and obviously the defensive line. But Chris, anything else, bro? No, yeah, I think that about does it for this position group. You know, that there aren't a whole lot of safeties on this roster. And I think really just to go back to what we were talking about in the first half of the show is one of the big things to watch is going to be a if any of the safeties really force the Giants' hand, if Jason Pinnock or Trenton Thompson or Javarius Owens really force the Giants' hand into keeping them on the roster, and then just how many of these guys they keep and how they're employed. It's going to be fun to watch, and it's definitely something we'll be covering throughout training camp and into the season. But thank you everyone for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, if you could subscribe, like, comment on this podcast, that would be lovely, this podcast network, or you can head on over to BigBlueView.com to check out all of our written content. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.